Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, and I'm here every week to break down all the things happening across pop culture. And of course, Bravo, because these days, Bravo is our pop culture. Um, And so we're going to, of course, break down last week's episodes. But before we do that, a couple of quick things that are happening. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is in full swing. We've seen some clips. We've seen Boots on the Ground getting, uh, we, we see the new girl is getting into potentially what looks like a bit of an argument with Kyle and Garcelle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but we also uh, got Erica Jane announced her Vegas residency that she's going to be doing this fall. And don't think it got past me that she the dates are going to be falling right over BravoCon. So you know House of Blues is going to be packed out for those dates while all those Bravo fans are in town for BravoCon. So smart marketing on her part, um, but she's calling this her redemption. She you know, wrote a long post about how she has had a very tough year, and this time last year she was at the lowest point of her life, and that this feels like she is back and better than ever. So... Uh, we will see. We will see how she's going to do this season. I am looking forward to seeing Erica Jane without Rinna um, on this upcoming season. So it'll be interesting. We also, uh, Kyle hosted an event that um, she did the red carpet for, and she did hint that the ladies are coming for her marriage on this upcoming season. So, um, and she's ready to take it on. So Cunty Kyle is back. She looks like she's ready to take these girls on head on. And I, I love that because I actually, when Kyle plays both sides of the fence, it really bothers me. And so I'm glad that to see her sort of like taking the stance and saying like she's going to come out swinging. And then the other news from Kyle's event is that there are rumors that Dorit and Sutton got in such a fight that one of them had to leave the event. So um, things seem to be spicing up because, you know, we were seeing a lot of um, guest stars or a lot of past housewives that were were filming, um, which typically doesn't mean that there's a lot going on on the season. And I think that that is always like a bit of a risk is like if you're in a sleeper season and you have to bring in a lot of people to sort of spice things up, it it's not a good sign for the season. But it sounds like things are maybe taking a bit of a turn. And so excited now to see what we're going to get. Um, and then, uh, what else? We have some news out of Potomac. We've got a new housewife. It hasn't been confirmed by Bravo, and you know, casting news is always a bit difficult, and we don't know who's in, who's out, who's full time, who's part time. But, um, but we do know that we have a new housewife in Potomac, so that's good news. Um, I think that we need a bit of a shakeup there, so I'm, I'm excited to bring in some new blood, um, and. The, the rumor is that um, all the ladies from last season are back with the exception of the friend of, so no Jacqueline and no Sharice. Uh, um, but all of the full-times are back, though their statuses have not been confirmed. So there's been a lot of talk, is Robin going to get demoted after all the Juan Dixon stuff? But Ashley Darby did say in an interview that, or I can't remember if now it was Ashley or Candace. It might have been Candace on Watch What Happens Live. But somebody indicated that the Juan Dixon uh, of it all is being highly discussed on this season. So 
that in itself may give Robin her full-time status. And then speaking of casting news, there was some rumors that as Phaedra was joining Married to Medicine, that beloved quad was not coming back and that she was still stuck in negotiations with Bravo as filming got underway. They've been filming for a while and quad was even indicating on socials that she was not back. Uh, but last week, sort towards the end of the week, we got kind of confirmation that quad is in fact coming back to married medicine. So it sounds like it, she was doing a bit of a Kathy Hilton holding out for probably uh, that negotiation. And then she's going to show up about midway through the season. Um, so all of that is great news. Um, and then uh, I guess just getting right into the episodes from last week, uh, starting with Summer House. Um, we pick up from where we were last week. Uh, Lindsay and Danielle are having their, uh, as I like to call it, their hot dog chat, um, where it ended, if you remember, they were really kind of going at each other. Ultimately, Danielle was like, but you don't know anything going on in my life. And Danielle, um, Lindsay kind of like backed off of her defensive nature gave her a hug and said, do you need me? I'm here for you. So we pick up in that conversation. It's, you know, it kind of goes back and forth, but ultimately they just kind of made up through tears. They were both crying and saying like, we are, you know, best friends and we just need to kind of like move on and get over this. So we, that's where we feel like that kind of lands. Um, everyone's sort of ending Kyle's birthday party the next morning. I love everyone's back was hurting and um, it, like they literally were going like bed to bed and all the shots and everyone was like mentioning like, oh, my back hurts. Paige is like, Craig, can you rub my back? It hurts. And I was like, what in the world was happening? And then I completely forgot that they were all doing the mechanical bowl. And so obviously um, they need to be doing some core work um, because everyone's back was hurting. Um, also the mess from the party I mean, it was so chaotic. I mean, it was, oh, it was so gross. I can't imagine. I, the, I, I've i never been in that kind of a mess before. I've been at parties like those, um, but luckily I haven't hosted them because I'm smart. And yeah, we. I would have to move if I had that mess. I would definitely be hiring somebody to come clean it up, which they would probably quit midway through because it was so disgusting. Um, but then Chris is uh, cooking for everyone. Um, I got confused because he was talking about it. He was like cooking up what looked like it was beans, uh, like black bean, black refried beans. Um, but at one point he like told someone it was bounty, bounty, brownie batter. And I was like, why is he putting eggs on top of it? Then it was like, but I think it ultimately was beans but I still don't understand why he was frying eggs on top of the beans and it never really got discussed. It, the whole thing did not look good, but everyone seemed to enjoy his breakfast that he cooked. Um, and then we get back to New York. We're back in the city. The girls are taking fertility tests. Um, earlier in the season, Amanda had shared that it's been a while since she has uh, had a period and she was worried about like her chances of having children as her and Kyle start thinking about it. 
And, you know, we, we forget sometimes, but Sierra was actually a nurse. And so from a medical perspective, she kind of stepped in and said, that doesn't sound right. And so I think she, you know, banded together to get her and Paige um, and Amanda together so that they could take these fertility tests together in an effort to really help out her friend, um, which is sweet. Um, unfortunately, the preview for next week looks like the, when the results come back, Sierra might be the one with um, some shocking news. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. But then we get to um, uh, Carl and Lindsay are hosting Lindsay's birthday, which is also a housewarming party at their house, which we learned is th that they're paying 13000 per month for the apartment. Um, Okay. I mean, it's New York, so I'm, I, I probably don't have a good frame of reference, but that seems wild. And even on Watch What Happens Live, Andy was like, have you guys thought about buying a place? Like, I mean, that's a lot of money to drop for rent, but uh, to each their own. But it kind of starts off because um, on Lindsay's birthday, it's also the anniversary of the day that Carl's brother passed away. Um, so before everyone kind of came over, they have this like really touching moment in the kitchen. Um, you know, Carl's acknowledging that like, you know, this is a day about Lindsay, but it's also a tough day for him. And, you know, I thought Lindsay was very supportive in that. Um, and, you know, I thought it was really sweet that Carl was, you know, had said, I wish that he got to meet you. Um, so that's that's very sad and um you know but it's it's nice to kind of see this like real stuff happening in their real lives um and then Danielle arrives she's the first one to arrive to the housewarming party she brings a bunch of housewarming gifts and you know everything seems to be really good between her and Lindsay um until it's not because then the girls decide that they're going to go out on the balcony while everyone's arriving to like rehash, I guess, like why they were fighting in the first place. And Lindsay's like, I don't feel like you're supportive of my relationship. And Danielle's like, I am supportive of your relationship, but I also want my best friend. And like these two are just continuing to be kind of oil and water in this situation, which is so surprising. But they are just not, they're not seeing eye to eye. They ultimately like, you know, before they got too heated, they sort of decided to take a break and walk away from the situation. And so, you know, that's where we left that sort of conversation. Um, and then also, I mean, the housewarming party, everyone kind of was like, this feels like an engagement party. Carl's mother arrives, you know, it like some of the people are trying to turn up and taking shots. Other parts of the party seem to be a bit like more reserved. Um, and then uh, Carl shows Kyle the ring that he bought for Lindsay because as he had said a couple of episodes ago, he plans to propose at the end of the summer. So Kyle wanted to see the ring. And so Carl shows him that. Um, I have to say, um, I did also enjoy that we got like several scenes, several parts of this episode were shot in the city, like of them living their lives like in the city. and. I think this might be the future of the show. I'm a little like bored by when they go to the Hamptons and like, yes, they, they turn it up and they have a party. And like, sometimes we get some really good stuff. We get some good, like, you know, interactions, we get some fun stuff, we get some drama, 
but like especially now that they're all like coupled up and getting married and there's just like everyone wants to go to bed and i get it like i want to go to bed too sometimes i'm in bed at like 8 30 at night because i'm just like tired and want to go to sleep and you know so i get all of that but they sometimes they think that they forget they're also filming a tv show and if your tv show is about being in the hamptons and being at this like party house you've got to turn it up but what i what I loved seeing is because we love these characters as I love seeing them in their real lives too, a little bit more. And I think that might be the direction that we need to go more into. And then maybe they do still have like their, you know, summer house that they all go to on the weekends and, and let the things that have happened over the week unfold. But anyways, I'm not the, I'm not the producers. Um, so I, that's just my take and what I, what I think might, might keep the show afloat. Um, but they get back to the Hamptons, uh, after all of the week. Uh, and then it was a little strange cause the house splits, um, to go to dinner and it, I, I don't know. I thought that that was like kind of odd. Like there was a group that like wanted to stay in. There was a group that wanted to go out. And the oddest part of it is Danielle. Well, Carl, of course, wanted to host the kind of like group that wanted to be in and like make pizzas and um danielle decides to stay with carl and then lindsay's the one that wants to go out and that's just like wild because that's kind of what their whole fight is about is that danielle wanted lindsay to go out with her and couldn't and that she didn't because she couldn't be away from carl and then it's like now that danielle's staying in lindsay's able to go out without carl it was a little bit strange um, and boy, like the two parties were very different. Uh, you know, the the party at the house was, you know, just kind of some folks chilling, having some pizza, enjoying each other. Um, and then the folks at dinner are doing shots, getting wild. Lindsay's like tongue kissing Sierra like crazy. Um, and yeah, and then Carl wants to pull Danielle aside to like have a conversation about, um, his take on what's happening between Danielle and Lindsay. And, you know, he's talking about like them moving too fast and, you know, do you support the relationship? And Danielle uh, screams into a pillow. Um, and that's how that episode ends. So we've got to see the rest of that play out next week. But that was this week's Summer House. Um, I guess moving, you know, it is wild. We don't have a lot of housewives on right now. Um, this for a while, like I felt like we had like three different housewives every week. And so I was really being fed. I just realized like we don't have a lot and also don't have a lot coming because those so many of them are now in production. Uh, we have Beverly Hills is in production, but we have Atlanta starting, um, in a couple of weeks and, uh, and like, obviously Jersey is going to continue going. But I'm realizing like outside of OC, which we know is going to either replace one of the current shows or replace Jersey, we're really not going to have a lot of housewives uh, for the first time. Like I feel like Bravo for a while was like really churning like three at once. Um, so it feels a little uh, lackluster right now. But um, but I digress. Our housewives of the moment, our New Jersey ladies, we are still in Ireland. Um, we pick up from the night of 
Teresa's bachelorette party. Uh, so they're, the girls are all at dinner. They're going to head to the next bar. Uh, Jennifer Fessler falls on the sidewalk immediately. Did you realize how like mad she got from that too? She like stood up instantly and was like, that did not happen. Walk, everyone walk. Like she was like, like legitimately mad. Like I saw a side of her. I was like, oh, she's so embarrassed. I mean, we've all been there. We've all tripped and fell and it's like, it's embarrassing. But she, her reaction and the way that she handled it was a little suspect. Um, so then they're all like chugging Guinness. And like, of course, Jackie, who always has like been kind of the girl that talks about her uh, sorority days, chugging beer with the with her frat friends. Um, she's chugging Guinness. It's all over her face. Um, Jennifer Fessler ended up doing it at one point, like is all over her shirt. Um, Teresa tries to like throw water on her to like, you know, clean her off. But she's like trying to be funny. Fessler then throws a bunch of water on Teresa and her hair. And I was like, oh gosh, this is going to go south really fast. Like, you know, back in the uh, Roni days when Kristen Takeman threw water at Ramona and she was so upset because she had just had a blowout. Um, I thought that's where Teresa was going to take that. But Teresa was like, must was in good spirits. I mean, she has been all season. She's been like pretty easy breezy. So, um, she was like, I mean, she was like, oh God, the next morning when she was looking at her hair, she's like, oh, Jennifer Fessler like fucked up my hair, but, um, but she seems okay with it. Um, and then I love, they're all heading back to the castle where they're staying. And Danielle's like, we're going to like turn up after party. And then it like cuts to them all passed out in the van. Um, so that was good. Next morning, um, uh, everyone's getting ready for breakfast Margaret has her endorsed shirt on because, you know, Margaret loves to say that she doesn't plan, um, you know, little digs like this. She, she's always like, oh, I just sort of like take what comes to me. This was a premeditated thing she did. She brought a t-shirt that says endorsed because she knew that would rub Jennifer the wrong way. You know, she's just, she's just being Marge and that's, that's who she is. So um they all are at breakfast um it comes out that danielle called rachel fuda a rat because rachel had been like going to everybody and telling them everything that you know people were saying and she, in danielle's mind she's saying like that's what a rat does they go and they like tell everyone everything um and like all the girls had like a moment. It was like screeching tires. Everyone just kind of looked at her uh, because then Dolores, who I love, she's like, you can call us a cunt. You can call us a motherfucker. You can call us a lot of things in Jersey, but not a rat. <laughs> and so apparently that's the worst thing that you can call someone. Um, and, uh, you know, so they they get that gets heated. Danielle and Rachel are clearly uh, opposing on this like new cast side of things, um, and then that leads to Danielle and Margaret getting into things because again, Margaret has to insert herself in everyone's business, but then she always claims innocence. Um, but Danielle's like, yeah, I do think that you have an arsenal of stuff on people because, it, as we know. Uh, Jennifer Aiden shared with Danielle last week that Margaret has some information about uh, Melissa cheating on Joe, making out with another guy. 
And that, you know, so Danielle's like, I do know that you have all of this information about people. So yeah, I think that that's something that you might do. And Marge is just so upset because, you know, she's got to be super defensive because she, she is that person, but ultimately she doesn't want that to be her brand. And it's like, at this point, it's like, she just needs to own it because it's, it's so clear that this is what she does. I mean, she's the one that is constantly bringing up stuff. She, by the way, this is an aside that because the girls are filming the uh, New Jersey reunion this week and she tracked down a woman that bought Teresa's pizza oven on eBay so that she could buy it from her because she wants to bring it to the reunion. Like she's got, she's been plotting this whole thing that she's going to like reveal that Teresa, you know, did the pizza oven, which like, I don't think Teresa is, has ever claimed that she didn't do the pizza oven. They didn't continue with it, but if they made some of them, they're probably selling some of them uh, to make as much money back as they can. But yeah, so Marge, um, it got revealed. The woman like went public and, and showed her like uh, text messages and stuff with Marge where Marge is like, yeah, I'd like to, to buy that from you for the reunion. Uh, so she's clearly doing something. So this is who she is. Like she needs to stop like claiming that that's not who she is. Um, but anyways, but then the girls are going to go for a shopping day. They get on the bus. Um, I thought that, you know, it started really well. I thought like, you know, they were having a lot of bonding. Um, you know, Melissa at one point talked about how Joe is, um, being jealous. And I thought it was a little odd because she said that, you know, he would, she, he, she was like, oh yeah, he'll, he'll be like, what were you doing in Ireland? You dirty whore. And, uh, I thought that was like a little strange because, I, so I mean, I don't have a wife, but I certainly wouldn't call my wife if I did have one, a dirty whore, um, even as a joke. Like I just, I don't know. That seems like a little bit far. But again, I wouldn't call her a rat. But in Jersey, apparently, I could call her a dirty whore. Um, Fessler is talking about her own husband cheating, and you know, we realize a lot of these Jersey women have had uh, infidelity. We've got Jennifer Aiden and Bill. You've got. I mean, Teresa didn't ever really say anything very specifically about Joe, but we know um, from some of the past storylines, obviously Dolores and Frank. And so there's a lot of talk about it. Fessler talks about that her husband cheated a long time ago and uh, she ultimately forgave him and they were able to get back together. And then Teresa starts talking about her uh, relationship with Joe and that they're like in a good place now, but how it kind of got to the point of divorce. And the thing that I thought was so crazy, which this is like where you're really starting to see Teresa's growth is she used the word twice jail. And if you are a Jersey fan, you know, Teresa never used to say that she would always say I went away or Joe is going away. It was always going away. It was never going to jail because you know, she was like, that's the worst thing you could ever say. I don't. And when I think it was, um, I think it was Jacqueline when they were, when they were in their real bad time, um, Jacqueline said something about Teresa going to jail and she just like was so upset over that, Be even though that was true and that was what she was doing, she never wanted to say it, but she ended up saying to Jennifer Fessler, like, yeah, you know, I went to jail and then, you know, we, and then Joe went to jail and then like when he got out, I just had like no feelings for him anymore because my, my mother had passed away 
and I just realized like I was done with him. Um, and so then, you know, as they're talking about families and all the thing, Rachel Fuda asks Teresa, like, are you, uh, you and Melissa's kids close? And Teresa's like, yeah, I mean, I think that they were, but then, you know, Antonia didn't come to, uh, uh, Melania's sweet 16. And so J Melissa unleashes, she's like, oh, you're going to talk about my daughter. You're putting my daughter's name in your mouth. Oh, you're going to be that kind of aunt. It is a little strange because that, sh I mean, sure. And everyone kind of teamed up with Melissa or, or the usual suspects did anyways, Jackie and Marge. And they're like, why is she so upset about like um gia and all of this other stuff but then like she says antonia and it's okay and the reality is that it's like well but that's the whole point is that like melissa has done this in the past she has been that aunt she has talked about gia she has talked about melania she has talked and she's gone on her podcast also and talked about these girls at length and so she is that aunt so she didn't have a leg to stand on and she but she was like real fired up she was like ready to like like give it to teresa and she's like yeah you're willing to talk about my daughter and you're bringing the kids into this and you know that's that's just not cool and teresa's like i'm not trying to be, bring the kids in and it's just true like she didn't come to the sweet 16 and uh and so it seems as though they're not as close as they once were um and then to re, uh, Melissa's kind of response to it is like, well, it would help if you uh, helped illustrate closeness to our children, uh, you know, and like by closeness, it would be it would be helpful if I was in your wedding. And it's like, wait, but didn't Teresa like several episodes ago invite Melissa to be in the wedding? And Melissa was the one that said no. And I get that she said no, because she was like, I feel like you're asking me out of obligation or because like we've made it a thing now, but like, even so, like Teresa asked her to be in the wedding. So you can't say like now Teresa's the bad guy because she hasn't invited you to be in the wedding because she actually did. So again, Melissa and Joe just like have no nothing to stand on. Um, and then also in the whole fight, Jackie said something of like, you know, uh, I can't believe Teresa said that. She's like, all I did was bring up Gia's name and she unleashed on me. Okay, no, she didn't just bring up Gia's name. She said Gia was doing cocaine at a party and uh, that, like, m Teresa flew off the handle because that is like an act actual accusation. Whether Jackie was using an analogy or not, that was the way in which she brought up Gia's name. So Jackie, I think, has like, a little bit of a um, Alzheimer's happening or something because she's she's forgetting that she there was more than just Gia's name that was brought up. Um, but then you know the girls are shopping. All the like side players are all like talking about like what happened on the bus, and they're all sort of rehashing some of the like the morning arguments and the bus arguments, and you know kind of just recapping all the things. Um, and then they end up like at lunch and everyone seems to be like in a, in a fairly good place at, at lunch. Um, but then they get back and Melissa calls Joe and I don't know, I just read the whole thing as again, inauthentic. They're clearly setting it up to make Teresa look bad about the wedding. 
but they were already premeditating not going to that wedding because Melissa calls Joe. She's like, oh, you know, I just like, I just feel like I didn't, I'm done with your sister. And I don't think that we even belong in the wedding. And, and then Joe's like, well, that's her goal. Her goal is to push us so that we don't go, which, you know, whatever he's, um, this is his sister. And the fact that like they didn't go to the wedding is is still it's insane so i think that that is nobody's fault but their own uh, but we're seeing that that call was in my mind it was premeditated they made a decision that they were going to have that on the on film at some point that they weren't going to go um so then the ladies after a little bit of a rest they go to dinner um dinner seems to be going pretty well everybody's kind of uh getting along and then rachel starts poking danielle uh again and ev all like all hell breaks loose because you know again marge has to get involved and then marge getting involved leads to jennifer aiden getting involved and you know but but the best part of it all let's be honest was the booga wolf um the you know, Jennifer's talking about how Marge keeps asking her like to define various words and it's being like, do you know what it means? And Jennifer Aiden says, uh, do you know what Booga Wolf means? And uh, what we learn is that it's like a nasty, um, a nasty woman essentially is kind of the, the, an ugly, nasty woman is kind of the definition of that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it kind of brought things to a halt. I mean, you know, Jennifer Aiden, she she is really good at a clapback and she's really good uh like on a reunion. But and she's good in a confessional. Oh, she's great in a confessional. But sometimes her like premeditated like bringing the coffee ground woman in, the booga wolf, like she obviously had like pr thought about that was just waiting for the moment to say it. Sometimes those fall a little flat. So, she's need she needs to clean that up a bit. But, um, you know, that was that was kind of the episode. Uh, Dolores is like, let's get the hell out of here. We're making a scene yet again in Ireland. Um, and, you know, I think here's my opinion on Marge, because Marge was on Watch What Happens Live as well. And I just kind of get the sense that Marge is having her in a season. I think Marge went into this season, similar to Joe and Melissa, feeling like everybody is not feeling Teresa. Like, coming out of the last season and the way that Teresa was at the reunion, I think that they were like, this might be our season to really take Teresa down. And I think Marge is like, I am the I am the queen bee now. I think Marge truly feels like she's the matriarch of that franchise. And I just, it's not, like, everything that she's doing is just making her look worse and all of her lies and this deceptions and all this all this arsenal of things that she's got is actually really making her look bad which is the whole thing that i think lisa rinna did with kathy hilton it's like she tried to create this whole narrative and everybody the viewers they saw right through it and it's just like it's so obvious and she can't back down and she keeps trying to like tell her side of the story and it's exhausting. And what I thought was the most, like, it was crazy. So, you know, the whole time on Watch What Happens Live, Andy, you can kind of tell, is like a little, like, 
poking at Marge. Like when she's trying to say, well, you know, this is why I think this about Teresa and this is why I think this about Jennifer. Andy, you, you, you can just read that he's kind of over it. So for those of you that didn't see this, it was wild. I shared it on my uh, Instagram. Every Watch What Happens Live has an after show. And it's always on, uh, it's it's always not for the actual, like for Bravo Aircast, um, Aircast, uh, for the telecast, it's not on Bravo, but it's um, like usually posted on Twitter and they're not long. It's usually like a few minutes, six minutes or whatever of, um, of additional content, additional questions for folks just to get some more content for online. And um, Jackie and Marge, I just could tell he like they were exhausting Andy because they're both just like, they won't give up on this like narrative that they're trying to create. And so Andy asked them one question on the after show and or asked Marge one question or she, I think they had a caller asked the question about, I don't know, so, something about the wedding or about Louie or something like that. And I can't even remember what it was, but Marge gives her typical like answer. She's like all fired up of like, oh yeah, like, you know, puffing her chest out being like, I'm the right one in this group. And I don't, I don't have an arsenal of things. And she's doing her same shtick that she always does. And Andy is like, yeah, all right. Well, I'm tired. So I'm just going to end this because I, I can't take any more. And they end the after show. That has never been done before. And so I I don't know. I don't think that's I don't think that's good for uh for Marge. I'm just gonna say. I don't think that that's a good look for Marge. Um and then um so that's that's Jersey this week. We got the season three finale on Peacock of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And guys, honestly, thank God. I I I love Ultimate Girls Trip. I'm like a big fan of it, but this last part of the season just like really fell flat for me and i'm just like not the bottle again we literally open and giselle's planning her big lunch and is like oh yeah i blew up a big poster board size of the bottle the missing bottle and it's just like oh my god this is not a storyline this is now gone on at least three episodes if not more we're talking about a goddamn tequila bottle it's so played. I'm like, I, I do normally love Giselle, but man, she has gotten me, she's gotten me like to the point of like, I, I need a break from her. So that's what, where we're at. Um, I did love as the girls are getting ready, uh, Portia says to Pepsi that he looks so skinny. Um, Pepsi, by the way, loves Portia. Like, did you see he like brought her a crown for her? Uh, final night look like he loves Portia. I can't imagine if Portia wasn't there. He's I feel like she's sort of his saving grace. Um, and but she says that he looks so skinny and he was like, so he you could tell he was so flattered. But I'm like, well, yeah, this guy's skinny. He probably hasn't eaten or slept in seven days or however long they've been there. I'm like, this is like the longest time. This is the longest like week and a half that this guy has ever had in his life with you women. So of course, he's probably sick over this. That's why he's so skinny. Um, but then we start seeing Alexia and Marisol are really kind of like they've got some cracks. Like early on, they're like fighting on the way to the lunch 
uh, Alexia Marisol, like talking about the Miami casting and, you know, I think Marisol's like, I think like it was good casting because that's like, you know, we've got so many OGs that are still in the cast and Alexia's like, oh, I disagree. Like, actually there was a reason that we got canceled and I think it was the casting and, you know, and so it's just like, they're, they're picking at each other a little, you see that coming. Um, and then we ultimately learned that Alexia feels that Marisol didn't have her back in the last season. And that's why she's kind of like upset with her. And, um, you know, she, I don't know. She, at one point she even tells Marisol, like you're drinking too much, um, like to say, to indicate that her, she's got memory loss or she's got something like she's just she's really going she's going there with with marisol um which is kind of int i mean that's kind of entertaining i will say um but then you know can at the lunch candace and giselle get into it over the bottle again and and then all the chris stuff comes out and all the stuff they've been fighting about and it, i'm like are they the new Teresa and joe it's like oh my god let's just move on like let's not rehash the same things. And I am a Candace stan. I love Candace. But I'm just like, I we get it if you can't like forgive this woman for what she did. But can you please just stop talking about it? Because like we gotta move on at some point. We can't keep talking about it. And that's one thing Candace does is she holds on to stuff and she wants to bring it to every single dinner table. She wants to talk about it at length every time that she gets the microphone and it's like we don't need to rehash that again like we get it you guys are pissed at each other let's just move on from it but so they're talking about the the tequila bottle that marisol reveals that she has some coffee that's missing and alexi's like please don't bring up your coffee right now we don't even know if you brought your coffee you probably forgot it you know, so i think that's when she said she's drinking too much it, it these girls are like going going at each other they get back to the house. Um, finally, some of them are doing confessionals. Uh, Giselle and Portia get in the confessional room. They're like, oh, this is our first confessional together. It's like, well, yeah, it's your last day in Thailand. Like, they, something something didn't feel right when everyone got there. Ironically, it was the better part of the season. As they started getting into the groove, it's just like everything has kind of fallen apart. Um, but as everyone's getting ready for dinner and these like gorgeous gowns, we get some resolution for bad weather. Um, the girls like agree to like enjoy the night together. They do their bad weather dance or chant or whatever it is. Um, they're, they seem to be like kind of in a better place. But again, I said this in a previous week, it's like we see them resolving things, but then we know they went back and filmed the reunion and we know that they went to BravoCon and they had like these public fights and they're still not over it. So it'll, it will be interesting to see how all of this will impact this upcoming season that they're currently filming of Salt Lake is I'm hoping that like maybe even seeing their, you know, their sort of place of peace that they've gotten to with the, uh, uh, what did they call it? The Forrest Gump feather that, that indicated uh, the peace that they should move on and that blessed their relationship is like, maybe that will be healing watching that back real time. And that will like lead to some healing on this, like some actual healing 
on their upcoming season. Cause God, we just like, we need to move on. It's again, we're a lot of these fights just feel like they're dragging on and on and on. And maybe it's just the timeline of it all with all of these girls coming off of their current seasons and then getting on to uh, ultimate girls trip. But it's like, I don't want to keep talking about that same narrative. Um, and so then they're all at dinner and Alexia announces that she has a problem with uh, the fact that Whitney was smoking marijuana on on camera and was like, you know, this seems to be like a problem for your children. And then like Leah's like jumping in because Leah's back, by the way. Yeah, she she's back doing her thing. Um, and so we never and by the way, everyone kept saying that Leah left the trip early, but she didn't. She was there for the final night. So I guess it was just because she went to the hospital. Maybe people didn't see her at some of the cast things. And so that was just an assumption made, but that was never an actual storyline. Um, but Leah jumps in on this marijuana comment and is like, Alexia, I'm confused why you're like coming for Whitney about marijuana when you were married to a member of the cartel. Like, this that makes no sense. And Alexia is just like digging in her heels. And I thought Whitney actually like took it really well. She's like, you know what? If my daughter like gets any shit about the things I do on TV, she just says like, are you jealous? Like, that's my mom. Are you jealous of her? Like, and you know, great. They shut them down. Oh, because then Marisol sticks her foot in it, as I think Candace said, or Giselle said, um, because as everyone's kind of rapping on the marijuana thing and attacking Whitney for that, that's when Marisol's like, well, if you had any respect for your family, Whitney, you wouldn't be up on the stripper pole. And it was like, whoa. And everyone kind of went for Marisol in that moment. And it's like, wow, these Miami women, they're getting on each other's nerves. And now they're just hitting nerves all over the cast. Like, where was that when that started? Because, I mean, thank God it didn't. Because I don't know if Marisol would have, I feel like she would have gotten canceled. If she brought that energy to all seven episodes, I think Marisol would have been canceled. She, like, was saying some problematic things this season. And we seemed to have skated by them. And I don't know if that's because, like, good old Pepsi was there in the wings. And they were like, send somebody in and start the, like the Thai tradition, because every time that something like was starting to go a little too south, they, they turned it around. But, um, and then, so they're about to do this Thai tradition, um, that was supposed to be kind of like very healing. And, and I think for most of the women, it seemed to be, they were all, there was a lot of tears, especially from Pepsi. But as he arrives, he has this big ceremonial like reveal that he had searched all over the island to find another bottle of tequila for Giselle. And he presents her with it and he says, I'm presenting this because I hope that this brings peace to all of these women because he's, you know, ultimately saying like, you've been fighting over a goddamn bottle of tequila for three days. And I hope that now that I've given you some, you can like shut up, but he did it in a much nicer way than that. So, um, but good old Pepsi, he was really the star. And 
oh, it was it was really sweet when they all said goodbye to him and he cried. And also what I thought was interesting is that the women, um, they gave him like a card that they all wrote him like a note and um, a photo of them. And then it appears that they gave him a big envelope of, of cash for a tip, um, which we've not seen on the Ultimate Girls Trip. I mean, you have to assume that the producers uh, take care of all of that in the other seasons, but it really did seem as though these women went above and beyond whatever Bravo, or sorry, not Bravo, uh, whatever Peacock was doing, um, and and tipped Pepsi extra, and that that's kind of lovely. So I did love to see that, um, but we finally got the end of that. So uh, now season three is uh, behind us. We're now fully moving towards uh, Ultimate Girls Trip season four. Uh, where we know there's a lot happening with Brandy and Caroline. Um, some news has coming out come out this week about that. Brandy's kind of telling her side of the story. She uh, it, it appears as though Caroline has allies in Alex McCord and Camille Grammer. The rest of the ladies seem to be siding with Brandy. So we're already getting more details on that and Brandy um, on uh, the Two T's podcast. Uh, she revealed, although I don't know if she actually even knows, but she alluded to um, that the new season will be in September. So looks like we'll be waiting for that. Um, and then we are in Vanderpump. So, oh my God. Um, it starts out, Katie goes and picks up their dogs from Schwartz's. She pays him no mind. He's like, trying to like tell her like, oh, I'm so stressed about the restaurant. And she's like, oh, that really sucks. See ya. I loved that moment. Um, we get Charlie telling Raquel that it was distasteful to kiss Schwartz at the wedding. Um, you know, she's like, I'm your girl and I'm your friend and all, but like, that was not cool. Um, and then, oh, what? Raquel saying that she's try not going to try to be Debbie Desperado um, because Schwar she's like, it's not like I'm trying to date Schwartz, but, you know, because I can tell that he's not interested. I would date him, but I'm not going to be Debbie Desperado about it. Meanwhile, at this very moment, while she's saying this, she's hooking up with Sandoval and going on dates with Oliver. It's a little desperate, if you ask me. Um... And then uh, we get to the restaurant. The boys are still trying to like get it this place open. Um, he asks the what's the guy, the manager's name? I guess Brett. I think is his name. He's asking Brett like, well, what do we need besides kitchen staff? Why can't we get this place open? It's like, well, you need kitchen staff to open a restaurant. Um, so if this tells you anything about this guy's intelligence. Um, and then they get like into a screaming match about it. And he's like, we got to get this open. We're going to lose it. I've got a million dollars in this restaurant. My mom's going to lose her retirement. My, I'm going to lose my house. You know, like he's going nuts. Um, he, and I love too. He's like, we, if we get it to like a B minus and serve potato chips out of the kitchen, he's like, we just got to get it open. He's like, nobody ever performs at an A plus no bands or anything. I'm like, okay, if that's how you're treating your life, like, that's interesting. Like, that it tells us a lot of things. Um, 
but I think, you know, and then later we get to um, Sandoval and Ariana's place and Katie's coming over and they're kind of like making sandwiches because they got signed their lease and Sandoval's like, yeah, I'm jealous. Like they have their spot. They're not paying as much as rent. They don't have the same business partners They're, You know, he's like, it's like, he's just so jealous of everyone else's life that seems to be going better than his. And I think he's the common denominator when things are going wrong. Um, and then while uh, Katie is over at their house, she's like, yeah, Raquel's a whore. Ariana and Tom both came to Raquel's defense, which I'm sure Ariana is kicking herself for now. Um, and then like, you know, Katie's like, well, I don't think I should be surprised that Schwartz like is doing this because while we were married, he had a problem sticking his tongue down girls' throats. And Sandoval's like, yeah, exactly. Like, that was supposed to be some big point. Um, it wasn't. I, he, I'm just, I'm sorry, but I just have to say, both of these Toms are, are like, they are both just looking so, so horrible this season. They're coming off, I don't know how we continue with these characters because they just are two horrible people. Um, but anyways, then later we're at uh, Sir and Tom and Tom are with Lisa. By the way, why is Lisa in these scenes? Like she's not a part of the friend group. And all of her scenes now are like part of the drama, it seems. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's coming off weird to me a little bit with Lisa in these scenes, but they're at Sir, Raquel's coming over, Tom's trying to like, Tom Sandoval is trying to like get her to like sit next to Schwartz and he's like giddy. He's just like, and even Lisa's like, why are you loving this so much? Like, why are you smiling so big? Um, which was chilling given what we know. And uh, that's when Sandoval decides to tell Raquel that Katie called her a whore. And then, Raquel's crying about it and being like, well, I'm like, don't like being called a whore. And like, girls just like, don't like me. And, you know, Tom's like, well, I didn't really understand that that was like a problem. Like, I didn't think that was going to like hurt her feelings. It's just wild. Some of the way that these people interact and it's like Raquel crying and about being called a whore is something that like, normally we might, we might understand. Right. But when you're being a whore and you know that you're doing all of these things behind the scenes, that's just the part that's so wild is like, what are these tears about? You're the one that's doing all of these things. So that's, that's, um, that, you know, all that to say is like these two and Tom Schwartz is part of this as well. These three people are just all, horrible people. So them all sitting on that sir couch is like, if someone could just burn that couch, um, cause they're all just, they're all bad people. Um, and then we are, let's see. So the, the boys go to Tom's or the boys go to Lisa's house. Um, I guess the day after her horse Rose had died. Um, and they come over to like cheers and have a glass of rosé to rosé. Um, and Lisa's like, yeah, I'm obviously like very devastated. So Mexico. And, you know, she is again, like trying to get in on the drama. 
And I'm also like a little curious if like Lisa was picking up something on this like Raquel, Tom, Sandoval stuff. Like, did she know something or did she have a sense? Because she keeps kind of pushing and I'm wondering if she's pushing to try to get something out of them. But um, then they're of course talking about the restaurant again and the two of them will just blame everyone but themselves, but they just are like, we can't get it open. We've, you know, so-and-so's hired, like fired the kitchen staff. So-and-so did this thing. We don't have a freezer. But what I did love is that Schwartz finally like had a voice and he goes after Sandoval and he's like, um, well, the day that we were supposed to do the food tasting, you went to your band practice. And then during the day you went and got your nails done. And uh, Schwartz in his confession, or Sandoval's in his confessional. And he's like, um, to be fair, I had that band practice scheduled weeks in advance and I, my nails, I'm not going to walk around with a bunch of chipped nails. I mean, have you ever heard anything more narcissistic? It's like, okay, the reason this restaurant is not open is because of you and only you because of that statement right there. That is the energy you're putting into this restaurant. Um, then we get Sandoval and Ariana having conversation about her frozen eggs. Um, you know, there are some very interesting kind of like tells in that conversation, like Sandoval being like, well, I don't even know why you want us to do this because like, you don't really want children. So why do you want like my sperm to fertilize your eggs? And, you know, you can see the wheels turning that like he potentially is checking out at this point because we know that you know he is um hooking up with raquel on the side at this point so um then we get uh garcelle garcelle joins the this episode with oliver sits down with lisa uh for dinner they're kind of like rehashing what happened in vegas and that raquel of it all and um that was uh, more of a setup for what was about to come. Uh, and then uh, Allie, James's Allie, is the one to break Scandaval news on this episode. This was it, guys. This was the first sign of Scandaval dropped on this episode. So she breaks that she saw them at 1 a.m. dancing together alone at the Abbey. And she was like, and I would have had a problem with that if it were me, but apparently like no one seems to care. And even when she's telling James, James is like, oh, I wouldn't think anything of it. Um, but she's the one to bring this Scandaval to the season first. So that's, that's pretty wild. It's like, well, no wonder she got confessionals because she is now playing a big role in all of what's, what's to come. Um, but then that kind of gets trumped because uh, all of the Oliver news about him still being with his wife and that they're not separated kind of comes out. So we get like Lala side of things where she's like, this, this bitch is calling me a mistress. Meanwhile, she's out literally with a married guy and it's all over the news. And then Raquel and Sheena are having their conversation where Raquel's like, well, I guess I need to call this woman, which she calls... Um, Oliver's now ex-wife, uh, Samantha, but we don't get to hear her story. So obviously she didn't agree to have that on camera. Um, so we just see a lot of reaction shots from Raquel and Sheena. Um, but apparently 
you know, Raquel's like, yeah, it sounds as though they're not done. Um, Sheena though said like, she was like, this is just so unfair because now you're the one that's going to get dragged for being the other woman. And like, she has this confessional moment where she's like, once you're labeled a mistress, it never goes away. And it was like, you know, it's just watching these episodes with knowing all the Scandaval stuff is like so interesting because she's obviously talking about Oliver, but it's like, well, Raquel is getting dragged and she is the other woman and she's the mistress, but it's actually about Tom Sandoval. And the fact that Raquel is like not picking up on these things that are being said to her and like in the way, like you would think that would have some kind of impact on her when for Sheena to say something like that, you just think that it would like, it would ring true in her mind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this stuff with Sandoval because that, if I don't like the way that it's coming out with Oliver, then I might want to stop doing this over here. And it's, it's just wild. It's, it's really, really wild. Um, so then she goes and has dinner with Oliver to basically confront him and be like, yeah, I'm, I am mad at you. And, um, yeah, I don't think it's cool. And you set me up and she leaves and, it's like, okay, why did you need to even have that dinner? Like, I feel like you could have just, and I know that was probably for the cameras and all that, but it's like, if you were really done with him, you could have just sent him a text. Um, but then everyone's at Lala's birthday party and Katie brings her new guy, which his name is Satchel. Okay, did did anyone else, like, did you guys, every time that, like, the new person arrived and they were like, what's your name? And he was like, Satchel. And they're like, Satchel. I'm, I just, like, laughed out loud. This guy's name is Satchel. Uh, that in itself. But, um, but he did seem to be, like, very into Katie. And Katie, if Katie's happy, she deserves it. So I am all about that. Um... But they're all having a good time. And then Raquel is, like, texting Sheena, like, well, it's done with Oliver. Are you guys still at Lala's birthday? Like, because I need to talk to Lala, so I'm going to come. Okay, she's so delusional that she thinks all of this stuff is about her, that she's truly going to show up at Lala's birthday, who she is, like, in a full fight with. Like, how disrespectful, like, to show up and try to ruin someone's birthday. But, like, she doesn't have a brain cell to pick up on this. And so she ends up showing up. Lala agrees to go outside with her. Lala, like, I don't know. I guess, like, she had a heart on her birthday. And, like, because she was, like, very forgiving and was, like, you're not a mistress. You're the girl that's, like, taking all the fall for what Oliver's doing. Don't ever. And you know that now she is, like, eating those words. She is so pissed that she had that moment with Raquel. Because it again, it was like chilling to watch her like have this whole conversation. And Raquel's like, I know, I know, like we are the victims and all of this. Meanwhile, she is having a full-blown affair with Tom Sandoval. And like it's not registering to her that like at some point this is probably gonna come out. And all of these things that I'm saying right now are gonna look stupid. Like she doesn't get it. And so that was wild. Um but Lala was really nice to her, forgave her. They moved on. Um, and then 
uh, the best part is at the end, Katie clocks Sandoval for the Abbey. She's like, you know, oh, I, because, you know, Sandoval's come into Raquel's defense and is like, yeah, she's a cool girl. And she's like, yeah, apparently so cool that uh, you can be at the Abbey with her at 1 a.m. And uh, that's kind of how the episode ends because there is more to come. Um, and, but I love it. I love that Katie is no longer like she is down to a light Sandoval, Schwartz, and Raquel all on fire. And so we are about to get all of this Scandoval stuff. It's coming. You can feel it in the air. I've got a great energy. I can't wait for this week's episode. Um, we also, uh, which by the way, this week where James throws the drink in Schwartz's face. Yeah. Need, need to see that happen. Need to know what's, what's going on there. Um, and then just real quick, Sheena was on watch what happens live. Um, Andy asked about Ariana's new man. She didn't confirm whether or not, you know, she's, he is in fact Ariana's new man, but she did say, I really love him. I love him. I love him. She kept saying it. So, um, it's kind of, you know, she's very happy for whatever is happening. Um, Andy asked about Tom and Raquel and if they, if he, if she thinks that they will stay together, she was like, I don't care. And I don't know, but, um, from what I understand, it's already very toxic. Um, and then uh, Andy asked about, you know, the last time that Sheena was on Watch What Happens Live was the night that Scandaval broke and it, her and Raquel were the guests as BFFs. And then as we know, through a restraining order, <laughs> that something happened in New York that night when the news broke. And... Um, so Andy said, like, did you punch her? And she said, I did not punch her. And she was like, as you can see with my long nails, like, I can't make a fist. So Andy's like, but you hit her. And she's like, I may have shoved her. And he's like, did you throw her phone? And she said, yes, I did throw her phone. Um, so we we have a little bit of clarity in what happened that night, but I'm sure we're going to see more as we get further into these episodes. But, um, but it's here, y'all. It's happening. The Abbey is the news and there is more to come and andy even said at the end he's like you thought this episode was weird and wild wait until you see what is to come so i can't wait i know you guys can't either um but that's our show this week uh bravo is giving we are taking and um thank you for listening Again, we've got a very special uh, episode coming up the, on Thursday. Uh, we have the hosts of The Social Dose, another pop culture uh, podcast, um, are going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about all kinds of pop culture things. So don't forget to rate and subscribe so that you don't miss that. And then, um, yeah, follow me on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram. I'm at CMVetrano. And until then, I hope you guys all have a great week. Uh, bye.